before we jump into this week's episode, we are going to do the quick contest update from last week. We're going to announce the winner. My dad is. And he is actually going to give us this week's contest. So, go for it, Dad. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. This is the last time you're ever allowed to do the contest. (laughs) (laughs) Well, our winner this week is Nathan Klein. And uh, Nathan sent us a picture of himself. um, He was visiting a historic uh, building. Uh, that's what he likes to do with his spare time is, uh, oh, his time away from the workbench is he likes to go and visit, uh, historical towns and homes and, uh, different structures, seeing, uh, different historical structures. We love that part of it too. It was close. Uh, there was some other people that sent some amazing stuff. A lot of them. Um, it was one of our more attended contests and, uh, I, all of the every one of you is winners for being able to get up and get away and do something away from your workbench that that is so um you know time time with yourself or your mental health or with your family um away from away from the the workbench and your layout so the new contest this week and congratulations nathan klein um the new contest is show me what you are obsessed with okay Ooh, I'm obsessed. this could be crazy i am obsessed now i'm not Can talking it... about yeah i don't want to talk about your your we don't need your, no fetishes yeah I don't <laughs> your, like, your, 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 your nude pictures of corporal clinger from matt I don't need okay i want i want um I want no like, like okay like, okay if you like model railroad things okay yeah or if like, you like if you like to eat, if you like to eat good and plenties you yeah. can do that or if yeah. you're obsessed with collecting Coca-Cola memorabilia too, right. you can Let's do that. Clean. But if you want to make it something for your model railroad, I love collecting um, uh, palettes, all different kinds of paint palettes, and um, you know, and and of course we we have those collect paints, you know, different kinds of paints or different bottles or collect every type of paint they can or collect paint brushes. Or if you want to keep it hobby related, that's fine. It doesn't even have to be a collection. Something you, like you're obsessed with that you like to. Maybe you can't do any work at your workbench unless you have a certain brand of beer or um, a you know a certain type of uh, of snack food that you like to have on hand. Maybe you like to eat peanuts or so. I don't know. You know, but um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So let's let's see it. I want to see what you're obsessed with. What you know. What you know. You have to have, you know, what, what, what makes, right. You know, what makes you, um, just a little kookier. We all have a little kooky thing, you know? I'm, I like so. this one. This one's going to be fun again. So, yeah. um, yeah. So let's see that. Let's see what you guys got. Um, we'll post ours as well. So, yeah. uh, yeah. Now let's jump into our interview for the week. But before we do that, we need to, um, tell you guys where you could submit your photos as always you can submit your photos on our pinned post on the facebook page for this week's episode or you can email them as a lot of you guys did this week we had like eight emails um mm-hmm. eight, eight email entries uh to that, yeah uh, aside you can, from the ones we had online right yeah. you can enter your contest by also emailing it to podcast at hoscalecustoms.com so now let's jump into this week's episode How's it going, everyone, and welcome to episode 88 
of the Benchtime Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley of HO Scale Customs. So this week we have Brian Wolf from Mainline Hobby Supply, which is an awesome hobby shop local to us, which they also have a good website. And I'm um, going to actually hand my dad off, hand this off to my dad here to give him his quick rundown and welcome Brian on the show. Yeah. Um, hello, Brian. How are you doing? Good, good. How are you guys this evening? <laughs> We're good. Doing good. Now, Brian, Brian has, uh, I'll introduce you here. You have Mainline Hobby Supply. To us, it's a local, um, it's local because we're, you know, in the Mechanicsburg, Newville. He's in Newville and I'm in Mechanicsburg. And um, we we frequent your shop quite a bit and uh, we love it. It's, it. it's located in Blue Ridge Summit, Pennsylvania, uh, just below, well, just west and west of Fairfield and uh, west of, southwest of Gettysburg, I guess. And, uh, you know, east of uh, Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. And, and uh, yeah, so, and we love it. It's, um, it's, it's awesome. It's our favorite place to go. And uh, we've always wanted to, we've, you know, we've been wanting to have a, a hobby shop owner on and you're, you're our guy. So, so we're gonna, uh, we wanna talk about the hobby shop today and its role in in model riverine today and how and how it's going but we want to talk to you about your how your start is yeah first but, um, let's get a little um a little background on mainline hobby supply before we okay. jump into uh yeah. the deeper side yeah. of it there okay yeah how did you start mainline hobby uh actually the wife was looking for a job <laughs> and wow. uh yeah that's the way it started. We thought we're just going to start small, and we did. We started in, in uh, building attached to the house, and uh, it grew over uh, five, six years. And a piece of property came, became available where we're built at now, and uh, it's just grown from there. Nice. So, was well, was it? How long ago was that? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brett. Uh, twenty nine years. Twenty nine years. Wow. September will be twenty nine years. Yes. And was it originally also in Blue Ridge Summit? Is that where it started? Um, yes, we we actually started right across the street in our home. Oh wow! In, in, <laughs> yeah, in a one car garage. We were just looking for something to get into, right. and uh, of course, I was building a layout in the basement. And yeah, okay, we'll, we'll, we're going to give this a shot because it was right. something that she could stay at home and do, um, raise the kids, be a stay at home mom with you know with a business on the side. And uh, it's grown, and uh, we've we've been very fortunate. Have uh, very good clientele. And, and wow, has it grown? Because I will tell you, and it's it's there's a lot of people that I've talked to that will agree to me uh, with me that live along the East Coast. That your hobby shop is well, it's not really a hobby shop anymore. Anyways, it is a hobby shop, but it's <laughs> it's it's a train shop, and right. um, it's all things trains and it's full featured you have everything for everybody uh as far as you know scale as far as um you know the niche of the hobby we like to consider our niche is fine scale modeling uh for structures and scenery Mm -hmm. um and our, our most of our listeners are as well we have some model um some military modeler people and and such that do uh, also tune in with this but um our thing is detail super super fine detail stuff and you you cater to that you cater to um every aspect the scenery it's just a full featured shop 
and I, I've talked, like I said, and I'll, I'll get to my questions here in a moment, but I need for everybody here that's listening to understand it's, that this, it's just, this, the amount of inventory and the diversity of the inventory is, is wide and, and it's, it's he's got, you've got everything you need. So um, I've not seen anything. I, I was, I, it's unparalleled in any hobby shop I've been to <clears> in the East coast. And uh, so yeah. it's, it's got it all. And uh, so you've really grown from a garage to yeah. that. Now, when she was doing the garage, um, the business in the garage, was that mainly mail order stuff? or? No, that was uh, walk-in. We hadn't gotten into any mail order at that time. Oh, wow. So people um, just walked up and went yeah. to your garage? Yes. Yep. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> took, took, took the garage door out, put a big 4-8 window in, uh, right. picture window, uh, put an N-scale, an HO-scale layout in the in the front window right. two display cases and stocked it floor to ceiling and oh man that was i love the first, it That's the first amazing. year second year it was a two-car garage and third year i bumped it out and made it a three-car garage <laughs> and uh when when we moved into this building the uh guys that helped us move we did it on uh, labor day weekend um guys said somebody's taking this stuff back out and put it in the truck because we keep emptying, emptying the truck out and it keeps getting full. <laughs> we, and we filled the building up here. We filled the new store up. Uh, that was uh 2,100 square foot Yeah. out of a three car garage. Um, oh yeah. So it was, um, it was a major task moving, but we're, yeah. uh, we're glad we did it. And, right. uh, we, we like things to be well organized or some sort of organization. And, um, out on display where you can see it. It is truly a unique, um, not just what I was saying earlier with it being fully stocked. I mean, it's fully stocked. You want it. If it's something you want, he's got it. Or if he doesn't have it, he's going to get it for you. But uh, as I can attest to today, in fact, when I got on the phone with him here, but um, it's not just that. Um, it's how you just said organize. It's one of the cool features that we love about your shop. Especially oh. being that we're detail freaks, is you have these movable sliding doors. Yes, the walls, the wall section on the walls, and then behind it, there's another. It's another wall of stuff, you know, and um, it, they're giant, full length, floor to ceiling type walls on rollers, and you can move them. And I don't know if they're. I can't remember if they're pegboard or how they are. And it just, mm -hmm. it has all the items on it and it's on that and you slide it back and there's more stuff behind it. And it's down one whole side of a wall and down another side of a wall. It's incredible. And it, it, you go there and you feel like a kid at Christmas time, <laughs> just searching for little things. And, you know, it's stuff, it's stuff you're not really finding uh, stocked at other hobby shops. And we'll get into that later. But, um, you know, yeah, it's, it's really, really spectacular. We love it. So well, now, you. what was your love of trains that got you before you got to the fact you're going to do a hobby shop? So somewhere along the lines, how long have you been model railroading? Um, obviously, you love doing that as well. Oh, dad was model model railroader. My grandfather and my uncle. Oh my! So I I guess I inherited something there. <laughs> the family, uh, yeah, the whole family into it. Yeah, uh, dad was uh, HO. Uh, my uncle was Lionel, and so was my grandfather. So, oh. uh, yeah, the HO is what I got for, I think, my seventh or eighth birthday. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just grown from there. Oh, and then we had to buy a house that we could put a layout in. That was the big thing. 
Yep. Yep. And now, um, and so you so you said you, you probably started in it when you got your set at eight or nine years old, right? Right. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. oh, that's 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 cool. Now, when did you realize? Did you now? You obviously you fix you fix people's. I've I've gone in there and seen you guys working on other you know on fixing locomotives and that type of thing. Um, right. When did you guys get into the repair and things like that? When did you start learning that end of the hobby or that end of the business? Was that right away when you started or? Yeah, basically when we started, because you always got somebody that, that, hey, I bought this at the yard sale, I bought it here, you know. And and the thing was, if we sell something, I like to stand behind it. And if I can fix it, you know, I will. If not, we send it to the manufacturer, Um, you know. But it's hard to... For me, it's hard to sell something to somebody if I don't understand what it is. Right. You know, uh, I, I, because yeah, that way when be... they call and they say, I've got this problem, you know, what do you think it is? Well, I, I can think back and, yeah, we've had this before and, yeah, this is the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it makes it a whole lot easier, um, sure. you know, for, for everybody if you just right. know what's going on. Yep. Uh, that's, that's, that's great. Now, when you were railroading, when you do your own model railroading, uh, what is your favorite part of the model railroading for you? Not not as a business person, but as a as a hobbyist. Obviously, you're a hobbyist as well. Probably building the layout. Building the layout. Yeah, I enjoy enjoy building the layout. Um, like operation. the bench work and that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, from the ground up, uh, you know, get the scenery and 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 all that. Um, Operation, uh, I I travel to do the the operating stuff, but uh, mm-hmm. you know I do do operate on mine when I, I have time. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoy building the railroad more than uh, than anything else of it. Right. Just just have a, a finished product. Yeah, who, that's that, that's what we all love. I is <laughs> just doing that part of it. You know. Um, yeah. So. Brett, do you have any other questions? Do I was actually questions? gonna. Yeah, I was just gonna ask what his layout was kind of modeled after. If we, um, yeah, if you didn't have that on your list already, Dad, it'd be kind of interesting no, to I don't. hear. I what, didn't what, get to his layout. What line you modeled, and or if you had one that you made up, who knows? It'd be kind of fun to hear that. Right now, I have uh, Western Maryland, nineteen seventy. Okay. Um, I model Hagerstown, uh, the Tower, the Y. Um, then head out the the one line goes out to the Lurgan line, which is just staging for Harrisburg, uh, for the Reading connection. Right. Um, then I have the main line round up to Highfield, where the line splits. Uh, one line goes to York, uh, so it uh, picks up Gladfelder paper and Spring Grove. Yeah. Uh, Thomasville then into York, uh, some industry in York plus the West Yard. And then the upper line, uh, the main line goes on to Baltimore Staging with Union Bridge along the way. Oh, uh, nice. The, the cement plant there. That's pretty cool. And then cool. on the west end, uh, you head west towards Cumberland. Uh, you've got Williamsport, uh, CNO Canal, uh, Potomac Edison Power, uh, the Lumber Yard, uh, then uh, oh, and the Tannery. Uh, around the helix and come out in staging, uh, which goes to um, Cumberland. 
state. Wow, that's pretty. That's a lot right there. Huh? What's really cool about that is um, you were you were mentioning some things that are like you know just right down the road for us, or you were mm-hmm. saying you know staging for Harrisburg area, which that lumber. I mean those those rail yards up in Harrisburg are literally right beside where I work. I work across the street from those rail yards, which are now, I think they're Norfolk Southern rail yards. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's really neat that you said that cause you're right down the road from us and you're, you're working on stuff that I, I see and my dad and I pass and see every day. So, um, right. it's just pretty cool to hear that, you know, it's, it's kind of unique for us. Yeah. Cause a lot of the stuff that we hear with our guests and everybody else is, you know, new, there's a lot in the, you know, fine, in the fine scale end of things with the, new the manufacturers and things. It's New England, you know. And we've, we, had a, we and we've, had England. A, we've had a bunch of guests out with doing some mid- Midwest and out, out you know, right. West Coast stuff. So it's kind of cool to hear that. And uh, sure. And it only we don't hear it, much on the we don't hear much on on our area, which right. is cool. And it only makes sense that you're doing. You said Western Maryland. Yes. Yeah, it only makes sense you're doing that. So that's awesome. But uh, yeah, and it's prototype. It's prototype too, which is really cool. Right, right, um, and with having the Western Maryland in the backyard, that makes a a big difference too, because uh, both my wife and I are originally from Sibillasville, uh, where the Western Maryland mainline ran through. Of course, it still comes through Blue Ridge Summit with the B and H, or the uh, D and H line, yeah. and uh, uh, connects in with the Maryland Midland, Genesee, and Wyoming up here now. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. So, um, so I, I just wanted to, I wanted to ask you that because I'm always interested in what I love looking at. Uh, once when people are talking with us, uh, about what they model and the lines they model, I like getting on Google images and just searching the images of the locomotives and, and the, the different engines that they had for those lines. And, and it's always cool to see, you know, what's out there. Um, I just like to do that. It's always fun. Now, for my dad and I, we're kind of doing a, a mixed bag of things. Mm-hmm. So it's for mm-hmm. us. We're freelancing it, and I oh, always we're rolling with like B and O. Yeah, and I always just like to hear what people are doing. So it's it's cool. Thanks for sharing that with us. That was yeah. I enjoy that. Sure. Right. Sure. Now, um, now on back, let's get back into the hobby uh, shop or the train shop end of things here. Um, one of the things. I noticed is your support. Um, you know, location is a, is a key here. Where where you're at in Blue Ridge Summit, and for everybody to understand, you have to travel up the top of a mountain, <laughs> a mountain to get there. It's all and, part of the journey, right? And our first visit there a couple of years ago to to your shop, um, I drove up to the top of this, and we were we were heading up there, and I was like, oh, I gotta check this place out, and the, and I got up to the top, and I'm like. There's a there's a train shop up here, <laughs> really, and I'm like really what? And the town's not very big, you know. It's not a very big town. It's a very small, nice, beautiful little community up on top. It's and it's a beautiful area. You just gotta drive up through the forest to the top of the mountain. It's a very nice road, by the way, to get to the top. Your ears pop on the way, and um, you know I got up there and we pulled in and I was like, okay, well, wow, it's a that's a big train shop, and uh, and. You know, for your location, I thought, well, how do they do business up here? But you're busy just about every time I go in there. There's a slew of people. It's a Saturday and Sunday for sure. You are always 
loaded with people in that place. No matter any time I visited you. Now, except for this last weekend, but that's because I was the first one in the door at 10 o'clock in the morning. So, yeah. Uh, it, but by the time I left, I told my wife on the way out, I said, by the time we left, we weren't there that long. And you had, there were eight, 10 people in there. And it, mm-hmm. you know, wasn't we weren't there that long, so it's always busy. I notice you do generate a lot of customers, and I, I, you know, I, I think it attributes to, um, a, and you can back me up or whatever. I think it attributes to several things. Obviously, you're, we said it's full feature, but you're very hands-on and helpful and friendly people when we go in there. Um, I don't feel when I go into your shop. I don't feel like, and Brett will attest to this as well. We've talked about this many times. When I go in there, I do not feel like the eyes are watching me everywhere I go. Yeah, I've been in so many of these train shops or hobby nothing shops. Nothing makes me want to. Nothing makes me want to buy stuff from somebody more than when I like I'm, I'm being hawked. Well, and remember, yeah. we've been in. So you'll probably get a kick out of this story, Ryan. We were down in. Um, well, it'll, be, it'll, remain, it'll remain unmentioned. We were at a. It was actually up, but we were in a hobby shop. Up north, and uh, yeah, some some of our listeners might remember this story. But we, I was walking past the cash register to go into the back of the store to look at more stuff, and the guy goes, mm-hmm. I, I, "Stop! You can just put that on the counter now." And I was like, "I'm just going back there to look." And he's like, "Yeah, that's fine. I want you to put that on the counter now." And I was like, "Oh, uh, I didn't think about it." But then when I'm walking out, I'm like, "Nothing made me want to feel more like just." I really wanted that thing, no. But I'm like, nothing yeah. made me want to just leave and just not buy anything from a guy that acts like that. So, one, that's the one thing is is you're not hawking over people, which is a comfortable thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we try to, to let everybody do their thing. Uh, of yeah. course, you obviously have inventory and a business to run. Yeah, yeah, you got to watch yeah. things. You got to have some security level and, and you got to be but aware of things. But the other, yeah, I don't feel right. like I'm watched and hawked and like I feel like a criminal when you go into some of these places. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, the, the other thing I wanted to get into real quick is, and I'm sure my dad was going to go with this next, was it also, I was saying the inventory is um, you you have a lot there for people to to shop for like that's the mm-hmm. that's the main draw of going to a hobby yeah. shop is that you're going to have a, a large inventory for people to, to for people to see and and browse through that's the main thing you know you don't want to go to a hobby shop and uh be told well they can order it for you and everything you ask for well we can order that that's that's the one thing that keeps us coming back at least to mainline hobby yeah yeah well thank you uh yeah i, I don't you I'm a, a feely, touchy kind of person. I want to see it. I want to look at it. Right. And, and I think a lot of us are like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to want to really see what you get before you you spend the money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's and, not a cheap uh, hobby. We'll, we'll all admit that it's not a cheap hobby. But we're you know we're willing to spend the money. You want to see what you're getting. Right. Right. Yep. And, and you don't want to have to order it on a kiosk and then have somebody bring it out boxed up and here you go. Right. Right. And paid for it and it's not what you want. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's one thing I, I've tried to do is we've tried to keep as much inventory in stock as we possibly can. Um, so that, you know, it's here when you want it, it it's here. And, right. and, and, and you, 
And you do. It's 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 insane because I, I've talked to my wife about this many times. I usually make her come along with me. We had that conversation when we were in your store, you and I, and the fact that she disappears whenever I come in and <laughs> goes to other stores nearby because it doesn't interest, interest her. She but just, yeah, she just I go in gravitates away. Times, yeah, exactly. And and as many times as I go in there, I I can honestly say this. There's so much stuff that and I've been there many times. There's so many there's so many times I go in there and I walk out and I go, I don't think I saw everything. And I know I saw everything. I saw everything <laughs> the last time I was there. But you can't remember it. There's so much stuff. And so so for us it's like, you know, we said about the kidney candy shop thing. It's the same thing. You're you're going through it and going, Oh man, I don't want to miss anything. What if I need this? What if I need this? I go in for one thing and I swear to God I come out with ten other things. And uh, I went in there on Saturday for MBWs, uh, nut, bolt, nut bolt washers, and um, I came out of there and I had like a, a tractor and some stains from Hunterline and you know and, and stuff I wasn't planning on getting and um, and I it, that is awesome. I, that's I go in there every time it's an adventure, and I think that's due to the fact that you're so well stocked. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And and at times that's bad because I'll have to call the wife or she'll call me and say, I know we got it. Where's it at? <laughs> <laughs> then you have to go on the hunt. I will and, give and your wife credit. You go ahead. She, she makes it. She, uh, she, she, she's dedicated her life to this. And, uh, uh, you know, she keeps saying, you know, well, when are you going to take over? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're doing a good job. I don't need, you're doing a fine job. Well, I, I gotta tell, I gotta tell you, I called about oh, so maybe three or four weeks ago. I called her during the week, and I knew I was going to be up there on the weekend. And she put back for me, but she had to find it. I needed mm-hmm. a pair of pliers for putting in. I was hand laying track for the first time in my life, the, doing this uh, thing from uh, fine scale miniatures this kit, uh, Baxter's plumbing, uh, Baxter's building supply. And it has 17 and a half inches of hand laid track that George Sellius has on his directions. And I immediately went into a panic going, well, what if I, could I can I put a piece of, and I cut 17 and a half inches of a piece of flex track and just stick it on there. And I'm like, nah, I could do that, but it's not gonna have the same quality, you know? So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna learn how to do it. And uh, I, I, you know, of course, watched some YouTube videos and such, and and then I ordered the pliers that she had. I think they're Micro Mark pliers. They have a little, little thing in there, a little groove in the tip for holding the the the, the spikes in it. Yep. And um, and I bought the spikes, and she she was busy on the phone with me the entire time, looking them up, walking around the store, trying to make sure she had all the pieces that I needed, the spikes, the pliers, and um, of course the rails. Uh, ties, all that stuff, and uh, she hooked me up. And when I got there, it was all ready. She had it all organized, and she did a wonderful job. She's she's spot on, and she cares about the people. I can tell. Yeah, yeah, you know? I appreciate that. And yeah, I, I tell her all the time. She uh, she makes it. She really does. Yeah. Um, you know, I wish I could be here more. Unfortunately, I still have to work another full time job. But uh, she she's a good fill in. Right, right. Yeah. So and she knows um, where everything is. <laughs> now you have uh, now that we're onto this. You have, like well, mentioned, the handling the track. 
you have right. not just train items, but you have this building, building supplies, scratch building supplies, because um, we are real big and so are a lot of our listeners here into scratch building supplies. Um, you have all that stuff, the styrene, the brick sheeting, all of the, you know, I, I don't know. I haven't bought any scale lumber from you. Do you guys handle scale lumber as well? Yeah, of we course. carry so uh, you do. Northeastern and Mount Albert both. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Those are the best two. <laughs> that's what everybody uses, so that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. uh, I, and you have it all. I called, like I said, this weekend I got the MBWs from you, and uh, you walked right to them and pulled them off for me and knew right where they were. Uh, but it's paints and weathering supplies and um, you know, all the things that our listeners would really be into. And it's not a push for our listeners to call you guys and get in from, you know, get stuff. I mean, obviously – um, we're just trying to explain that this is what a full featured hobby shop is. You're a model hobby shop. Right. You know? well, and I, and yeah, and I just wanted to reiterate that they can still go there and get some stuff. It's oh, yeah, uh, yeah. You, know, you guys, you guys do ship all over. So, um, right. we're talking oh, yeah. about you being a local hobby shop and anyone listening, yeah. um, I guess within you ship to outside the United States. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so anyone really listening with an earshot of this, that you can order from them. So if you're looking for something and you've – every now and then we'll come across things where people are looking for items or, you know, scale lumber and it's out of stock certain places. Always give them, you know, the, some of these local shops with websites a, a, a shot too because they've got inventory. They're just not – you know, you might not think of them because you're not local to them, quote, unquote. But you guys right. are are there. And the prices are fair. I mean, they're really, they're really good. I had, um, I guess I was just mentioning the Hunter Line stains. We know Rick and Marine. We met them many times. Been at shows with them. Attended shows with them. And um, and then of course um, we had them on as guests. And they were actually telling us all about their five or six new brand new ones they just came out with the greens and the oranges. Uh, Marine said she designed them herself. And then I came in there one day. It was, this is an entirely different trip. And your your wife was pulling them out of the boxes. They just came in from Hunterline, and uh, you got all of the you have all of the colors. Every yeah. shade they have, you have it in stock, and the price is what they charge as well. It's the same price a Hunterline has it for. Right. And you do a great job uh, for that. We love our uh, we and our listeners all seem to love Hunterline stains. There's, it's uh, it's pretty big in in our end of the our niche of the hobby. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all that stuff is amazing. The paints and things. And so, now all we got to do is get you to get AK Interactive products. <laughs> right. But um, um, I wanted to ask, I see you have um, a newsletter available. Right. I try to do an email about every two weeks. Nice. So you are you the one that writes the newsletter usually or? Is yes. It, okay. Yeah. I will yeah. put a link to the sign up for because i know i i have like a little inbox on my email as well where um okay i always keep a running tab of new things and new news within the hobby coming out so i will put a link to this so any of our listeners that want to subscribe to your newsletter as well um they'll be able to i get one from them all the time they'll be able to join that list so um yeah i just i just found it and anyone that's listening that wants to join and get mainline hobbies newsletter the link will be in our show description as well Well, one of the things i've seen that you do is you support the hobby and and when i when i say that i mean 
There is the Minicon, although Pete doesn't like us to call it the Minicon. Um, I don't know what Pete does like this to call that. I'm not sure. I can't remember. He has a special we, name for we it. We were given an official name both yeah, years, and I we, forget it. Yeah, well, we, we did a live podcast from there, and we can't, I can't remember what Pete said he needs us to call it. But, we, you know, everybody else calls it the Minicon. You you right. all you always support that. That's a big thing, and that was another amazing thing. I can't imagine it's in a fire hall, and you get a huge turnout for that. And um, it, it's it's amazing. It's so nice. It's a most hands on fire hall. It's a it's it's a most hands on show, small show that I've been to like that. At, that drew such a big crowd. I actually did a uh, a blog article on that, a, a news article where I wrote it about it with photos mm-hmm. and everything else two years ago. And then this year, um, Pete asked us to come and and do a, a live a live show, which we did live. And um, but so, you know, I know you help sponsor and support that. So yeah, kind of. Let's let's hear your involvement with yeah. with uh, the. Minicon, and then we'll and also say houses, that type of thing. The Minicon slash replace whatever name it officially is. So, <laughs> uh, basically, uh, Pete and Jane Clark from South Mountain Division came and they said, you know, we, we've we want to do something to help draw interest, get people into the hobby, mm-hmm. and, and we need a venue. Uh, they had tried one or two other places and minimal success. Um, I said, you know, no problem. And the very first year, you know, ran to fire hall. Um, and it, it went over very well. Uh, I think they did like 150, 175 people, something like that. Um, but it was what you, what you guys saw hands on how to do this, how to do that. And, and if you didn't get it, the, the demonstrator would back up and, and, and show you. Mm-hmm. you know, what he did and, and made sure that you understood what was going on. Uh, and that's, that's what a lot of people, they don't want to come out and say, well, how you do this? Cause it might make them look dumb. Right. Is what I get, you know, that's, and, uh, you know, and, and like I tell there's no dumb question. It's just the one that you don't ask. Right. We're all learning all the time. Right. I said, if you aren't learning something, you aren't doing something right. You know, right. you got to learn something every day. So, and, and People come in and with the clinics, they can sit down, uh, sit there and, and participate. We, we supply building kits and you come in, sit down, put a building together, paint it and take it home with you and doesn't cost you anything. Um, and, and the kids really like that, the, mm-hmm. the younger crowd, the, the 10 to 12, 14 year olds. Um, but yeah, freight car modifications, upgrades, locomotives, uh, command control. And then they, they brought on the uh, modular layouts and every year they have a, a different group of, of modular layouts um, so it gets people involved in the hobby it's it's like our, our open house we do the, the layout tours and people mm-hmm. come in and, and uh, well starting now well I want to get a train set up for Christmas and you know I don't know what I really want and you know well they'll look through the magazines and then they'll say you know, well, what about this and this and I say best thing to do just come back in September to our open house. You get a tour book. You've got 25 to 35 every year changes home and club layouts. Everything from end scale to live steam. And you can pick and choose and go see what you want. And it's amazing the number of people that come back every year and 
have you ever seen this layout? Have you seen what this guy's done? You know, and they're going to be on next year, right? In the same way with the, the, the Minicon. It's as soon as it's over, people start asking because um, the, they can come there and, and get their hands on it and get involved and see what's going on and learn something. Yeah. And uh, then it, it just expands from there. And, and, and for us, you know, what we look at is, and this is part of HS Scale Customs and our podcast and everything, is about other people learning. And so we can all teach and learn from each other. That's what we do this for. We don't really, Brett and I, make no money off of this. This is just something we love to do, help people mm-hmm. out and make sure that everybody's gaining something. And, um, you know, and, and being not afraid to ask and learn new things. Um, now, yeah. that that open house you have is coming up in September 21st and 22nd of this year. Um, so yeah, I, the information for that will be available on your website, I imagine, as well? Yes, uh, probably within the next week or so. It'll be up on the website. That's um, and we've got about 5,000 postcards going out here very shortly. So Nice. That's another, you, that's another thing. He does mailers. You get, uh, I think you get, if you if you show up that weekend, you get, I think, a discount on your on your or whatever you buy, which is awesome. So, right. you know, it, it'll be great. Look for that. People uh, want to go check that out. Make sure you do that. But now you, now obviously you're helping the South Mountain Division at, of the NMRA. Um, the, do you, are you involved yourself or do you uh, help out with any local clubs or anything, you know, my regular clubs in particular, or do you belong to one? I really don't have the time to even work on my own layout, to be honest with you. <laughs> hey, neither do we with the show half the time, you know? I, I completely understand that, you know? Right. Oh, my. And we, uh, we, we deal with a lot of manufacturers that make kits and such, and we talk mm-hmm. to those guys all the time, and we go to shows and things with them, and um, they all say the same thing. Man, I wish I had the time to work on my own thing, you know? Right. It's <laughs> just not there. But Yeah, yeah. And, and we last year we had one or two guys that uh, did electronics and they said that's it we're done we're, we're going mail order only we're not selling to hobby shops because we want to build our own railroads uh, yeah so yeah. you know that just went away um, that and I, I have a, a Fairmont speeder that I like taking out every now and then it's been two years since it's been out so <laughs> yeah just not enough hours in a day right right I hear you so, well, that and you know now with um, uh, I guess there's some local there's some local clubs around like that. Do you see any business? Uh, we have the Frederick Club, um, the Waynesboro Club, and the Chambersburg Club. There are three local ones: um, Mechanicsburg, which is up in your your area. Yeah, uh, I think that's key. And and yeah. we offer discounts to the club members. Okay. Uh, because most of them open their clubs up for an open house. Right. So, uh, you that's know, great. club members receive a discount for, for helping out oh, and awesome. uh, try, trying to expand the hobby and, and get more people involved in it. Right. See, yeah. and that's one of the things I love. Uh, I see that happening when I, when I see you have the open houses and when I see, you know, what you, you personally put into the Minicon and, and everybody else. But, but um, I, that you're you're trying to help it grow, and um, right. you know. So now, so Brian, where do you uh, see the hobby going in regards to growth? I mean, like uh, you know, is it growing? You know, so many times in this hobby, we hear that the hobby's 
you know, the hobby's dying. I hate hearing it. It bothers me. It really bothers me because I personally, and I know Brett doesn't either, and several of our other guests have talked about this. We don't see that. But better to see, um, we see it, we see it exploding. But, um, you know, a hobby shop owner is a real good indicator of what the hobby, what, what direction the hobby's going. So what do you personally see the hobby is the future of this hobby? It's it's changing drastically. Um, the trouble is, the biggest part of our group uh, of model railroaders is the older generation. Uh, there are younger people getting into it, but not like it was, you know, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Right now is probably the best time that there's ever been if you want to build a, uh, a model railroad as right. far as getting material products i mean it's it's out there it, it just there's just so much new stuff all the time coming in mm-hmm. um the the hobbies you know the hobby's still strong um but it's changing uh you know we we went to command control 20 years ago when you talk about dcc mm-hmm. people looked at you like you got a third eye uh, now it's it's mainstream, right. and I I, I think uh, battery operation is probably going to be the next big jump once one of the major manufacturers, uh, you know, goes to it mm-hmm. for you know battery power. Um, you mean like kind of like probably... rechargeable? Right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That, yeah. yeah. I never thought that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. See, and yeah, and then everything is. Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, um, you know, so you can use your smartphone now to, to run your train uh, from Lionel, you know, on down. Um, so it's the electronics is, is a real big thing uh, that that I've seen because I went with command control back when we first got married. It was like 1985. And there was only, it was analog. There was only maybe a dozen and a half channels. Uh, sound was a noise. Mm-hmm. And it has just grown, you know, now it's digital. It's, uh, you know, it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's, that's that's one thing that's become mainstream. Right. Um, and, and the detail of, of locomotives now is just unbelievable. It absolutely is. Yeah, compared and, to and not just and not just the brass. I mean, everything, yeah. all of oh, the the, pla- the plastic just as nice as brass for a whole yeah. lot less money, and it runs right, you know? right, uh, right. Uh, you know, Broadway Limited, mm-hmm. they they brought out some from some really nice stuff. Um, you know, very well detailed, right. and uh, it, it runs runs out of the box. You don't have to do anything to it. Yeah, I mean, we we do DCC ourselves, and we're just learning it uh, as we go here, but ourselves. But it's um, you know, it, it, what you can do with it is just absolutely uh, incredible. We have the power cabs, and um, we we love working with that. And the, you know, now like you said you get sound, you get lights, you can control mm-hmm. every aspect of how they operate, and it makes operations so realistic. You know, one of the things we we stress on our show here and with our with our 
listeners and they do too is is detail and it's fine scale super fine detail and that's not just in what we build and what we what we buy and build it's also in what we display as a train in the trains the sounds the sights um everything so you know and that provides that that's now do you see more do you see more or less of dcc or dc in which is, is dcc taken over or is it is it primarily the majority going to dcc or do you still still see some old scale uh dc stuff they're they still part of the crowd that still uses the DC power pack, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they're, they're basically people come in they say, well, I want to run all these trains. <laughs> and I say, okay, uh, what's the layout? Well, it's just five circles, and I want all of them to run around a circle. So then, a power pack's probably going to be your best way to go. Right, you know, uh, right. Sure. You, you can go DCC, and, and you're going to have more more control out of it. But if all you want to do is just turn them on and let them run, then then you know that's yeah. If there's that, not just stick if, with the DC. If there's not but a lot for of the most part, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, for the, for the most part, majority of people have went over to DCC. And, uh, you know, I still have guys that say, well, i got 350 locomotives, and I can't afford to change them all. I said, well, do you run them all? Well, no, I run like five. <laughs> it's it's a no-brainer then to me, you know. Go to DCC, what? you don't need five power packs, and you don't have to wonder who has your train when it stops running. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. So now, um, with the... With the uh, the growth, we talked about you know the older model railroaders, you know, and we're trying to get newer people into it. And the youth, um, do you see more youth getting into it now or less? Or well, obviously, you just said that you didn't uh, see you, you see more of the older folks. Um, what do you think we need to do as a hobby to draw the younger crowd in in the future? I mean, because that's something we try and push. That that is that is a very good question. Uh, like Mike's and, and Lionel both have went to you know Wi-Fi control uh, because that's for the most part I think that's still the the first starter set that most kids see or, or have. Uh, you know, at Christmas time, that, that's the big thing. We we do sell HO train sets at Christmas time, right? Uh, and then scale ones, but we sell a lot more three rail stuff. Right. It's Christmas time, and and I think that's probably the first taste that a lot of kids get uh, of trains, mm-hmm. and they want to be able to use their iPad or the cell phone to run it, and they went that way. They they've made it all, you know, fully functional with with those pieces, and uh, they're they're trying to get the younger generation in or the younger crowd in there, um, I, and I don't know what we can do because it's like everything comes already assembled yeah and you know there's there's no shake a box kits that you can buy for five or six dollars anymore everything is is twenty dollars and it's already put together yeah um but then that goes along with nobody having time to do anything right 
So you, you got the inst- instant gratification of, I got me another freight car, I can make up a train in one whole night, and didn't have to put anything together. All I'd do was open the box and stick it on the track. Right. Uh, that instant so, gratification is, is more rewarding in the short term for them, so that's just how they they just go towards that. Right, right. Uh, and the other thing we're seeing is, uh, you know, Lionel prices, uh, you know, 20 years ago, something was worth $1,000, and if you can get three or $400 for it now, you're doing good. Right. Um, the... The younger folks just don't seem to to want any of the older stuff. They they all want the the new stuff with all the bells and whistles, and and you can't blame them. No, I mean it, it's made that way for them, right? You know, it's just like uh, you know today, you know kids aren't going outside to play as much. And you know we used to get a football game when I was a kid. Twenty thirty kids in the neighborhood show up. We play football. And now mm-hmm. you drive through a neighborhood mm-hmm. and everybody's indoors. Now there's a lot in society has made that change, of course. Right. And there's a lot of elements out there that, that parents don't allow their kids to do that. But, um, you know, we also know that these kids have every convenience known to man, you know, including their phones and video games and everything else, where they're not, it's instant to them. Everything they can do or want to do is instant and ready for them. Right. Uh, so, um, yeah, like I said, it's. Uh, I think what has to happen personally is I think they need to be. They, I think somebody's got to sit down and teach and show them. You know, this is what you can do if you if you put so a little more work into it, and you know, and somebody's got to turn them on to wanting to make it model rivery instead of just running your train at Christmas time around the track. Right. So. But, yeah, I'd, uh, I'd taken my uh, my one grandson to a. An operating set. We had been to five or six of them with us, mm-hmm. and uh, he has become quite the quite the operator. That's nice. You know, and and uh, there's another young fellow that, that comes there, and uh, yeah, between the two of them, they were only like twelve or thirteen years old, fourteen years old, mm-hmm. and both of them were were very very good operators. Uh, you know, and. and they knew what it take to get there, to to get a layout built that you can operate on. Because I, I built my own, and uh, you know he he knew the layout that we were on, operating. Um, yeah, and they had a good time at it. But it's right. just getting getting the the people there to see what's going on, right? And, and what you can do. And that's the uh, that's the challenge now. Yeah. Now on the uh, on the business end of things, um, mm-hmm. the you have a website as well, and it's uh, yeah, just so everybody knows that's um, mainlinehobby.com. M A I N L I N E H O B B Y dot com. Not H O B B I E H O B B Y dot com. You mean um, not I E S? Don't go right. there. It's slot car yeah, site. Mainline mainlinehobby.com. <laughs> Um, anyways, that's your website, and and I went to your website many times, and it, it, all your products are on there. You do a very good job. I've seen so many others. I won't name any. I would never do that. Um, but it, I've seen other hobbies shops or train shops that have online presence, but they don't put all their products on the website. And your your website has primarily most everything 
that you have in your store is on your website. It's very well done. Um, I know you've done some recent renovations whether it said so on the website, but um, one thing I've always been able to do is, is look for something and know that you have it there based on your website. And I think that's, that's awesome. Now, with that being said, and you have the online presence as well as the brick and mortar store, um, right. um, is, do you see online hurting the hobby shop business? Or in your case, obviously, it may enhance it. I mean, it's it's kind of a, a double-edged sword for us. Um, you know, a lot of people walking, wow, you must do a big mail-order business. Well, right. we, we don't. Um, I know what another shop does uh, that is, they call themselves a store, but they're pretty much the mail-order king now. Um, and they they've driven customers to us because and even their own employees because they can come in here and touch it and feel it and see it right and that yep. that's the the big thing right there right um you know now we we have customers that'll call once or twice a week um you know from utah or california or arizona or, or north carolina man sure. i wish we had a hobby shop down here um uh, and well, anything you need, just you know, give us a call, and it goes out the same day to them. Right. Um, you know, that's that's the 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 big thing. Is and that's huge it, because there's a lot of people in areas where they don't have capabilities to get things from a hobby shop like that. So right. yeah, you know, that were that's that really def, definitely help, helps them out. Yeah, and, and then the thing, people will do a mail order online, and then they'll call an hour or two later and say, "Can I add?" Well. If I run to the post office and bring the box back, <laughs> yes, we can add it. Uh, oh, I bet there's yeah. all kinds of headaches that way. Yeah. Yeah. It. Um, you know, I, I don't want any orders coming in and sitting here. Yeah. You, you placed an order. You expect it to be shipped to you, and and we try to get those out to you the same day. Um, and, and that's that's the way we've always been. It's just you pay for it. You deserve to get it as soon as you can. Right. Now, and one of the other things I've seen, like I've, I've, I've been to other hobby shops where I've gone in and I'm looking for something in particular, and they don't have it or they don't have a lot of stock. They're not stocked up well. I've been to many that don't have much at all, mm-hmm. and um, and it's my phone. I should have turned my phone off, but um, it's um, and with that said, they have. I've gone up to the counter and I've asked these people what have, you know, do you have this part or do you have this, you know, this detail that I need? And they will go, no, I don't have it, but I can get it in. I'll, I'll just order for, I can order. And they'll tell me, they told the one told me I'll order it from Walters for you. And I got to thinking, you know, I understand that a lot, a lot of, a lot of people do. Walters guys have made the amazing stuff. I've, I know you have Walters as well. And right. almost all hobby shops work with Walters and everything else. But <clears throat> I got to thinking about that. It's like, you know, I, I came in here for it, but I could have called, I guess. But, um, you know, I can go to Walters myself online and order it myself. So, <laughs> so what's the sense of me driving 20, 30 miles somewhere to, to you know, to uh, get it from Walters if I can... Uh, Get, get it from all those just making a mail order myself. 
And uh, I yeah. think that doesn't help the hobby. I really don't think it does. Right. And uh, yeah, and you yeah, probably see that a lot. Yes, that that we do. And, and you know yourself, there's you know a million items out there to have, and trying right. just trying to have one. half that. Right. Is, <laughs> it's a big job. Right. Um, but but yeah, when the manufacturers uh, undercut the stores, that's what yeah. what. Uh, Right. I think is is hurting the the whole industry. Yeah, I mean that just chops uh, you guys off at the knees. I mean, that's right. That's it tough. Is, but it's like uh, Athern, they come along with they they reduced our uh, discount, mm-hmm. and I called Athern or called Horizon, and I talked to our sales lady and I talked to her boss, and the next day we had a conference call with. Uh, the folks from Athern because Horizon Hobbies is not Athern. Even though Horizon Hobbies owns Athern, they're not related, you know, this kind right. of thing. And uh, I said, now, Joe Blow can go to your website if they, they go to atherntrains.com mm-hmm. and click on that GP50. They can order it I think it's 15% or well at that time it was 15% off retail. Mm-hmm. I said, now you've just cut my discount to 30%. Yeah. Now you expect me to keep the doors open and advertise for you and stock your product and make 15%. Right. You know, the, they, uh, they, they say we support stores, but mm-hmm. they, they undermine the stores and, uh, you know, they don't want to bring, anything back to the United States to be made here. Right. For some odd reason, they're dead set on staying in China. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's that's probably one of the, the problems with this, this uh, hobby mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, you, you need to bring the stuff back here because we're going to China because we can make it cheaper, but the prices have done nothing but went up. Right. Right, exactly. And, yeah, and Athern's argument was, well, do you know how much it costs to set up a machine in California? I said, well, have you ever been to Ohio? You know, <laughs> you don't go to California to set machines. Right, right, you go. <laughs> you know. So, yeah, that's a tough question. It really is. I mean, and, and I don't want to put you in a spot with any of these in, in, in any way. So, no. um, but it's, you work with different manufacturers, obviously, and we work with, we work with a lot of, um, uh, craftsman kit stuff and uh, laser cut uh, craftsman kits that type of thing board by board construction things too Mm -hmm. and um, and I and I realize you know for we know some of these guys and so for them to work it's tough for them to sell within a hobby shop it it's too much for them a lot of these guys are just like you and I they have full-time jobs as well and so if they get into that line they're going to be overwhelmed outside of a company like Bar Mills or something like that, where they actually can do that kind of work. Um, mm-hmm. And we know, we know, we know Art as well. And uh, I know that he has a pretty good staff up there. In fact, that one guy I was talking, trying to remember his name was Jim Mooney he lives down near us. And uh, he, he, he loves your shop too, by the way. And um, yeah, so these, these, um, yeah, the, the craftsman kit, when I go to your shop, you don't have a lot of craftsman kits on hand. And you talked to me before a long time ago about, well, you might not even remember talking to me about it, but 
it was why you don't have them. And I understand why, you know, because, you know, you're you're not there's you're probably not going to move them as quick as some of the other uh, as as other kits that are easier to make or easier to put together. Um, But also, um, you know, it's these shops and stuff don't deal with with a hobby shop these uh, manufacturers they deal right. from out of their own in-house and i get their yep. reasoning why too um yeah. but going to your shop is my i love going to your shop it has nothing to do i don't go in there looking for a kit i know where to mm-hmm. get my kits and so do all right. the other people in this hobby uh, that do our niche um, they're not going to go to the hobby shop to get that they're going to go to directly where they go for them they're going to you to get all the things i mentioned the 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 building supplies, the scratch building things. The uh, there's so much more to uh, craftsman work than that. You had the best scenery selection, stuff from Scenic Express and um, Nook and um, you know Mount, uh, what was it uh, Woodland Scenics. Everybody, I, I can't even name all. You have like there's like six or seven of them, and, right. uh, and we need that every bit as much as we need to kit. Right. Can't, can't be complete until we have all that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That, so that's so that's uh, that's very interesting too. Now, one of the best. Now you do have some um, craftsman kits there uh, as well. I think the laser art or something like that, and right. they make some amazing, amazingly beautiful kits too. By the way, yeah, the branch the branch line kits. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to carry the microscale models, right? And uh, unfortunately, they just started setting here yeah and um yeah that uh you know when you can when you only have so much shelf space yeah you you gotta go with what moves yeah you gotta go with something that moves yeah we get that Um, yeah and unfortunately that's just it is so gotta do something to keep the doors open But like I said, you 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 cater to everybody, including us, and that, that's what's really really cool. So Brett, do you have any questions? I just actually wanted to kind of wrap up here with um, mm-hmm. what. So there's always something that drives people to continue doing what you're doing, what as a passion or a business or whatever it is. And um, you guys have been at this now for what 1988 to 2019, so. Mm-hmm. 31 years um what can what just keeps you guys moving and keep this hobby shop going as well as just working within the hobby there's got to be that fuel deep in in there so what was you know like what's your what what gets you guys fired up to you know continue doing what you guys are and have been doing now for 31 years mm. is it <laughs> every every day when i walk in the door it's like christmas because there's boxes of new stuff here. Yeah. And I, you know, I love opening up, oh, Tangent. What do we have this week from Tangent, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or, <laughs> ooh, Intermountain. We've got some Intermountain, you know. It, it's just Oh my gosh, the, the new that stuff. That would be amazing. And you get to see, yeah, you get to see all the new stuff and touch it and hold it, you know, and put it on the shelf yeah. before, yeah. before a lot of other people do. And, and that's probably... That'd be like a like you said, like Christmas or a kid in a candy shop, and uh, that's really cool. Yeah, I, I get I get a kick out of, of all the new stuff. Uh, you know, it's it's just every time a, a new model comes in, 
it's a little bit more detailed or, or better quality than what it was before. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just enjoy that. Yeah, that's that's probably the biggest thing for me. Uh, I, I'd I'd much rather be here than uh, you know on vacation at the beach. Right. This this is you know people say well I'm sorry I I didn't mean to keep you working late tonight. I'm at home when I'm here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I enjoy what I do. I really do. Um, and I couldn't think of a, a better job to have than than uh, it's working in. In a train store. It's probably also very rewarding to... So you have the pleasure of getting a box of new... Whatever it is, that that item that's coming in from Intermountain or the new... You, you know, you name it. It's also right. probably pretty rewarding to... You put that on the shelf and now someone comes in looking for that. And now they're just as excited to get their hands on it and purchase it for their layout or for their modeling. That's probably just right. as rewarding to see someone else enjoying what you just opened up and put on the shelf. Now they're, you know, they're going to take that home and it's going to be living on their layout now for years and years and years to come. Uh, mm-hmm. I imagine that's, that's pretty cool. That, uh, and the fact that when we started in the house, customers knew our, our children. They saw them grow up, grow up. Uh, we've seen their children grow up mm-hmm. now. Uh, we, we've had one fellow who came in, his grandparents brought him in when he was just a little fellow, and he now works for us. Um, and he brings his kids in. It's, it's just, you know, we're on second, third generation uh, of, of families. Right. And they've seen our family grow, and, and we've seen their families grow. And that's, that's, that's a, a neat thing. That, not That's a lot awesome. of people get to see. Yeah. That is really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. They, and everybody shares that same passion that you do, which is really cool, too. Right. It's most certainly yeah. an heirloom-type hobby, whether yes. whether it's a situation like you're able to hand down an old layout completely or old, you know, an old train set or whatever it is, or... Um, that's the one side of it. The other side of it's like my dad and I, where, uh, you know, he when he had me... Him and my mom had me. They sold everything off, and we're starting from scratch. But we're still. Pa- he's still passing on that. Yeah, I didn't think I was ever going to get back into it again. You're still passing on, right? And everything else, yeah. But you're still yeah. able to pass mm-hmm. on that passion and that knowledge of it to me. Right. Um, you know, it's not an it's item. Not. It's not an item, but you know, the hobby itself has now become the thing that we're working on together and passing down through the family. So it's it's pretty cool. Uh, right. And it, it, yeah. you brought up a good point. That's a neat thing. Yeah, it's it's family and and you know like rail fanning. Uh, you know the wife loves going rail fanning, uh-huh. and the grandkid and the gray. Yeah, she's she's a big rail fan out there than what I am. <laughs> you guys uh, can all pile in chair and watch them go by. She goes out and weighs out and takes her pictures, and you know she she has a great time. That's uh, great. Yeah, we we went to Cajon a couple years ago. Oh, I just love it. We got to go again. We got you know and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, she 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 really is is the big rail fan. I'm more laid back, and I just watch them go by. That's uh, funny. But that gets the grandkids into it too, mm-hmm. and uh, they love going motor car and and uh, the oldest one he loves operating. So That's it's a, yeah, it's it's a family thing. Nice. Awesome. Well, I think we've exhausted all the questions for you. Yeah. And, um, 
Um, and What's that, Brett? Well, I was you just going to. No, I was you just going to. Reader questions. We have some. Reader oh, questions. we do. Yes, real quick. We have a few we have questions. Some of our, there from are our people on Facebook. Our patrons. From our patrons, yes. Um, if you don't mind answering this, nope. And we'll, we'll try no. and roll through them quick. We'll All right. To. There's actually <laughs> only one comment. Okay. Good. Uh-oh. Um. Do Okay. From Matthew Hankins, which he's mm-hmm. actually nearby, so uh, he's over in Baltimore like, area. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's a amazing modeler. Yep. You know he could actually make a trip out to your shop here, but um, <laughs> how? Imp- this is for this is for you. So, okay. How important is an online presence to the success of a brick and mortar hobby store in 2019? Oh, I no, I and we we covered oh, I don't think we, I did. we covered it briefly, but I'm sure you run into and we don't have to name anything, but we you run into people in the hobby and hobby shops that don't have sites, and you obviously have a website, so I'm sure there is. We don't have to go into the details of the business side of it, but um, I'm guessing you you do see the benefit of being there and being where people are searching for this stuff. Yeah, it's it's uh, you've got to be there. I, I go online and I see what some other stores have. Uh, you know, yeah, we got a store. Okay, uh, that was fine back twenty years ago. Right. But but now you, people want to know what you, what you have, and we've invested what I think is quite a bit into this website, trying to get everything on there, uh, and and we continually keep upgrading that. Uh, every night it's it's updated. Uh, you know, it, it's, it needs to be current. Right. And, and we do our best at that. Um, there is things that slip by, you know, quantity wise that, you know, we might be out of it. And it said we had one or two, but you know, we try to correct that as soon as we can. Uh, but yeah, in this day and age, you need to be out there on, on Facebook and, and, uh, you know, have a website and, and maintain the website. That's, that's a big thing. Uh, it's just finding the time to do all this stuff right. as a yeah. as an independent business owner. Yeah, it becomes yeah, a lot as a small as sure. a small business. It's, it's just another it's another thing that you have to add I'm to your soft. pile. So yeah, yeah. Um, and then he has a second part to this, and this is the okay. f- this will be kind of fun. Conversely, how important is the brick and mortar store to the success of a hobby store online? So obviously, there's a there's a large number of businesses that probably could run out of, like we could run one out of our basement uh, and have some inventory here, but we couldn't, you know, you don't have to let people in. We could just do shipping. Um, do you, do you notice that people identify with you being an actual physical store and there's some kind of trust there or? I think it does. If you have, if people see the business, then they, uh, they're kind of putting a, they're putting a pin on a map. Like, okay, they're, they're really, They've been here for 31 years. You're uh, legitimate. Right. Uh, you got a storefront. You know, we could if there's a problem, we can always call you and find out it, what's going on. It's a right. That's that's it, what I was trying to say. It's it, like it, a it, a trust it, issue. It's a trust thing. Right. That there actually is somebody there. It's not just an answering machine or, or whatever. There actually is a building there, and it's got stuff in it. And there's people there that that actually care. Right. Um, you know where the the mail order thing. Uh, you know, I, I know some some places don't don't have stores. They just work out of their basement or whatever or a warehouse. 
Uh, yep. Who do you take it back to? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. If, if it doesn't work, who do you take it back to? How do you explain that to somebody online? You can't. <laughs> you know? That's, and and, and I see another advantage is is just, for instance, this weekend, I, I looked online first to see if you had the MBWs. I saw mm-hmm. that your website had it, and I looked close enough. Guess what? I can drive right to your store, and I can pick it up. And I know that I'm going to have it when I get there. I, I usually call ahead, which I did. And they said, right. and they told me on the phone that you had them. And then when I got there, you showed me where they were. But I saved myself a trip by calling. I drove right, right to you. I would not have probably came at all had I, you know, not looked online and seen that mm-hmm. you had them. And um, which, which is a huge help. So your, so your brick and mortar store helps me to get it by knowing that it's online i can it helps the online presence um, right because i know yeah, i have a have place a, to go yeah we we have a lot of folks like that they'll uh print out a page you know they'll go to the website and and print the page out and bring it in and it says you got it and this is what i want and and that helps uh, you know both ways right. just exactly what you're saying you know it's here before you even get here sure sure well, that's great. I think we pretty much exhausted Brian here, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I I want to thank you for spending this extra hour and change on the uh, on the podcast with us, Brian. Um, and we'll be down again here to visit. Yeah, my dad and I are that's due true. for a we're due for a trip here and a modeling weekend, so maybe we'll swing down here. And he's got obviously we talked. Well, I think we're gonna go down to open house week for sure. Yeah. Well, and you there talked you before. We got something to pick up. So. Uh, Yep, yep. <laughs> Some little snowbirds. Okay. How small are these snowbirds, by the way? Well, you had them. You put them on one of your buildings. Oh, yeah. Snow, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, I, yeah, they're small. You got to just... Yeah. You, okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You have to but, just excuse me for one second. No problem. This last, they are small. This last... Yeah. No, you're gonna, you guys are going to laugh real quick. Before I end this episode, I got to just say this. Just take one minute. This entire... I know what a snowbird is. I know better because I put them on my buildings. This entire time... <laughs> For some reason, this last hour, I've been thinking of an actual bird, and I'm like, "What kind of what kind of birds did my dad order? Snowbirds? Like what?" And then, as soon as you said it, my dumb the dumb light bulb in my head went off. Like, "Oh my gosh, I can't yeah. believe I just went this last hour just yeah. thinking about birds." And uh, yeah. no, oh well, my gosh. Anyways, okay. yes. Well, thank you for being thanks on again, Brian. Time here. And sure uh, thing. Well, oh, thank yeah. you guys very much. Yeah.